Gloria. Quien vive. Cristo. All right. Welcome, everybody, to episode two of Nameless Servants for Christ. Siervos y nombres Amen. para Cristo. My man, how you doing? Doing pretty good, brother. How was the week? It's it's been a good week. Uh, unfortunately, another cold, snowy one. But hey, this is why we live in Canada, right? So right. as word. long as we get snow, I'm 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 happy with it. As long yeah. as we have winter, I'm happy with it. So yeah, we'll do man. what we can. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, episode two. We're finally here, man. Uh, just backstory for everyone who's uh, listening. Um, it was quite the process to try to get the first episode onto <laughs> onto the platforms. Yeah, yeah, you can definitely go into detail on that. <laughs> yeah, man. Honestly, it was driving me nuts. Like I couldn't figure it out. I don't know why, but it's just like I was. Uh, yeah, I don't even know if I want to get into it just yet because it's just like it was driving me nuts, man. Because like I honestly, for everyone who's listening. We are learning from scratch. Yes, sir. From scratch. So we have a uh, bunch of Bambies in this, you know, for taking real. our first steps. For real. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, okay, googling this, googling that, googling this, googling that. I'm like, what does this mean? What does that mean? I was like, oh man. But you know, I just prayed, asked God to give me the wisdom, and we finally were able to get on Spotify. We're able to get on Apple Podcasts. So if you're listening on Spotify, thank you. Welcome. Yeah, if God you're listening you. on uh, Apple Podcasts, give us five stars. Oh, because that helps it out, us a <laughs> lot. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Hope, yeah, Apple's we'll completely the... different than pot, uh, Spotify. Yeah, completely different. Yeah, I, I'm not familiar with that at all with the both of the ecosystems. I yeah. just assume that you upload and just. Honestly, I thought the exact same thing, and then yeah. and then when you told me if, to see if we can get this on uh, on YouTube as well, uh-huh. I I was just looking at it. I'm like, oh man, this looks even more complicated. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll get there one day. One then. day we'll <laughs> get there. One day we'll be able to film and everything. But for now, we're just doing the audio. And uh, yeah, man, like, how you been? It's been two weeks since we recorded. Has it been? Oh yeah, because last Saturday we couldn't write. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, yeah. For no, those, it's been good, man. Yeah. For those who don't know, we got a major storm last yeah. last week. Major storm. The worst part was, it's it's kind of like a, a it's a message from God kind of thing, because there's always a crazy storm, but after the storm, there's calmness. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Everything was so calm. Uh, I was shoveling snow in like plus two degrees Celsius. The worst. I was sweating. Yeah. And there was so much snow. So much snow. And again, for all of you listeners out there, just the fact that he said it was plus two shoveling, that is the worst condition because at that point, it becomes packing snow. Yeah. And packing snow is the worst to shovel because that is heavy stuff. And not about, oh, but you don't get the plows that come in here, eh? No. So at where, where I'm at, you know, uh, the plows came around and they just... They, they just put like a huge wall in front of our parkway so we're trying to get that cleared out but again everything's frozen from the night before so then we have just a combination of ice of like melting snow of everything that's just in between like also a bunch of dirt and mud and all yeah. that so just trying to chisel our way through out of that and thankfully we had neighbors who had snow blowers we don't have one yet but man it was it was not fun <laughs> you want to hear the worst uh. i had snow underneath no i had ice underneath my snow so in my in my parking spot I have um, here in my house, I was shoveling snow and I, underneath it, I had ice. Oh no! And I w- had already been out there for like two hours trying to so- shovel snow, and then I was just like, screw it, I'm just gonna let the sun 
<laughs> the sun melted. <laughs> the worst part is today they are. I live in a complex, right? So yesterday they gave notice that all the cars had to be out today because they're gonna finally clean. Because uh, the other day everybody had to clean their own spots. It was the mm-hmm. worst. And I was just like shoveling snow, shoveling snow, and I'm just like, oh man, I wish I was living in an apartment again. Just, just because <laughs> Don't I have didn't to have worry to deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. But yeah, that's what we've been going through. Been a good week for me, for myself, uh, work-wise, uh, learning. I was, I was showing my buddy, my friend over here, my bro, uh, the thick book I have of training. Yeah, man, you got you got a lot to read there. That's I, for oh sure, man. man. <laughs> I have I have uh, weekly meetings with my supervisors, and they ask me questions. And yesterday he was like, "So uh, what's this and that?" And I was I just looked at him I'm like, "I don't know, man." And he's like, "Yeah, I know. You have to pay. You got you got a a lot goes into you know." trying to understand the job but he's like you got to try your best to try to remember right because i was trying to remember they call it the principal objective of where i'm working right he's Mm -hmm. like what's our principal objective so i was trying to remember like i was driving over there (laughs) make money trying to memorize it (laughs) yeah Yeah, i should have said that right (laughs) but uh yeah i was trying to memorize it so i was like and then i got there and i'm like "I, i i just blanked out because I, I had a meet, my meeting was at 7.30. Yeah. And I was just sitting Wait, there. Wait, 7.30 in the, obviously in the morning, right? Yeah. Jeez. 7.30 in the morning. And I was just trying to remember what, uh, what I was trying, what I was supposed to memorize. Yeah. And, uh, it didn't go too well, but you know, it's good. Uh, they're happy with me and I'm happy with them. And, uh, nice. I guess that's what matters, right? Yeah. Yeah. As long, as long, yeah. Cause they, they know that you're, you're new into this. No, yeah. they know that you're, you're doing your best. They can't expect you to already have a, two inches of material of, of a book yeah. right, in, in in your mind already right yeah so. and the guy that guy that was training me was like hey man you don't have to memorize every single thing just you know just know just know some of it yeah and i was like all right but yeah it's been an interesting process it's uh it's been something completely different that I've, I've been used to uh i've worked factories basically my whole working life mm-hmm. and now i'm outside of that and now i'm doing something completely different just like you right yeah and uh you know, I'm loving it so far because I get to see the sunrise. I get to be outside a little bit. I get to interact with people. And I, I love interacting with people. Like, it, yeah. I'm a people person, right? Like, yeah. I just make friends with whoever. And I think that's going to that's that's uh, it's gonna be good because, you know, it's a different uh, platform for me to maybe spread the word at the same time. You know what I mean? Sometimes yeah. as Christians, we're afraid to even tell people what we believe in right or to tell them how to just like you know squeeze the word in a little bit right because you don't want to like like i said last time oversaturate or you don't want to force it down their throats yeah you don't want to yeah definitely like especially if you're getting to know someone right so you're trying to find that area but like it's always going to start off with like those um small talk conversations right and be one one word an- or one word answers kind of thing yes or no yeah sure or whatever the case may be yeah but yeah in time like of course what you're saying is that when you get to know someone and you're trying to feel that ground like at what point does that become like a topic right and sometimes um i don't know if you do this but sometimes it, it, like i find it comes natural like um if i may the other day um when i was at work um most of the guys actually all the guys that i work with know that i'm a christian man um but the the one OPP, I guess, garage mechanic, he didn't know I was a Christian man, right? Mm-hmm. 
So we were kind of talking about this, the latest movie that's came out, Cocaine Bear kind of thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, right, so I kind of brought that, like, oh, yeah, it was a pretty good movie, yada, yada. And then, and then my one uh, supervisor guy is like, wait, what? Why would you go see that? Aren't you a man of God? This, that, <laughs> so the other OVP mechanic guy is like, wait, 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 what are you talking about? He's like, oh, yeah, just so you know, right? I'm a yeah. Christian man, right? Uh, um, I, don't, I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't party, I don't do this and this, that and that. But wait a minute! But you saw Cocaine Bear, like, is it, like how can they? And I was like, well, let's not get into it too much, right? Yeah, but, um, because I feel like uh, I guess they they expect us to be that quote unquote religious people, right? Where uh, certain things aren't okay and certain things are, and I think that's uh, that's where we kind of have to fight that stigmatism. You know what I mean? Because uh, I have heard stuff like that before. People are like, well, why are you watching this movie? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? Right? I think uh, you have to find a balance between um, uh, what's good and what's bad, right? Because obviously, yeah, uh, we don't swear, we don't drink, we don't smoke, we don't do that kind of stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, I guess the world just expects sometimes Christianity, Christian people to be, uh, to act a certain way, to be very conservative, right? And we should be, but uh, there has to be a fine line between uh, conservative and and liberal, you know what I mean? Because... uh, there is a middle, I think, and especially in Christianity, right? Because you don't also you don't want to go to uh, a, another uh, extent of um, being too conservative hmm. and then being too liberal, yeah. right? Because you do have churches that are way too liberal that mm-hmm. are accepting of you know drinking, smoking, uh, fornication, adultery, uh, homosexuality, yeah, all that yeah, kind of stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. So you also have to be careful, and then the conservative, conservative, conservatives. I can't, spot, you can't talk. You got it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the conservatives who go too far, yeah. right? The far right. You know what I mean? Um, those who say uh, you can't, you can't uh, go to the movies. Yeah, you can't go to the movies. Yeah, you can't be in those. And I've areas. met those. I've had those in my family. My grandfather was like that. He's like, oh, yo, he, to this day, he won't go to the movies, the movie theaters. Wow. He's like, I won't go because, well, but I guess back then, uh, the movie theaters was a different uh, experience, I guess. Well, that's true, right? I guess you got to understand their perspective on why it is. Because, yeah, I can see where in those movie theaters, there's probably drinking aloud or smoking aloud yeah. in there, right? And we also come back, we come from um, conservative uh, Hispanic backgrounds right mm. where i guess things were a little bit different back then and they were uh than they are now i guess you can say right yeah because my grandmothers sure. both my grandmothers never once wore pants oh really my grandma my grand i have one grandma still my grandmother uh she to this day i've never seen her wear pants and my other grandma when she passed away three years ago never wore pants mm. very very conservative yeah. um but it just goes back down to uh, the way they were raised too, right? For sure, yeah, for sure. So, my one grandma was raised like hardcore Catholic, like uh, I forget what the what the exact word they use for her, the Catholic. Um, but she very hardcore Catholic, and then my other grandmother was very grew up in a very hardcore uh, Hispanic Christian church. So they have these roots where they refuse to to bend for them, and in a way, it's kind of respectful. You know what I mean? Because uh, they're staying true to what they believe. Yeah, the problem what is, they thought was was true, right? Because they're going by what the pastor was saying and what exactly point, what was being preached as well, right? Yeah, but in a way, it's kind of yeah. it, it can be detrimental to them too as well, right? Because uh, they have a really closed mind with certain things, right? Yeah. But um, 
you know they're really fixed in their ways right? yeah like my my sure. grandmother the one that's still alive if she sees like an older lady like the, in, around her age and she sees her wearing pants she's she kind of like she's a little judgy right <laughs> <laughs> she turns but, away looks away <laughs> yeah yeah so she's she's even called them some of them out right oh like, for real yeah my grandma looks very sweet but she she can have her her mean side too <laughs> but you know that, that that's just you know you can't really change people I think that's something um, as Christians that we need to understand too, right? Because um, sometimes we want people to change Mm -hmm. and we want to kind of force it sometimes, but you know, that's not the way, that's not the way we should go about it. Right. Even if we have like the best intentions ever. Right. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) And any older person, right. Like, and, and probably that too is that there might be some sort of, maybe there might be some sort of pride and ego as well because mm-hmm. they look at us like what do you know right? yeah i've experienced this i've lived through this and mm-hmm. that what have you lived right like you know sometimes even go to the point where like church isn't what it the same as it was back in, in their time too right yeah how they say it was like you know yeah you hear them say that a lot i hear them say that my grandpa uh, he says that all the time. He's like, oh, in the 90s, you could really feel the spirit. You could hear this, feel that. I'm just like, you can still feel it. Yeah. It's just uh, the music now has changed, right? And you have to adapt to the change. Not so much uh, what secular is doing, but, you know, give it still the praise and honor to the one that deserves all of it, right? Which is Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And I think when we turn away from that, that's when we find it, we find ourselves, you know, being more talent than anything else, right? Because God is the one that gives us the talents, but it's on us to use the talents wisely and use it for His glory, not for our own glory, right? Yeah. And you see a lot of like Christian uh, artists nowadays have uh, gone away from that, and it becomes more about like winning Grammys and all this other stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Where I don't think we, I don't think Christianity in itself should be involved in that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Like winning Grammys, all that stuff is, I don't think that's biblical. And I don't think it's something that we should take part in. Right. Cause you see a lot of these Christian um, artists will say, well, I'm there because I'm trying to shine light on Jesus Christ. But is that really what you're doing? Is that really your motives? Yeah. And they're they're They say they're, they're being evangelists at these places. Right. But are you really doing that? Because you're technically doing the same as what they're doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Can you, nowadays, can you see the difference between a, a Christian person and, and someone who's not Christian? If you ask me, no, you can't. Because, you know, we've been influenced by a lot of secular things. Oh, every day, man. It's 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 insane, right? Like going back to um, when your grandfather was saying that back then, how the spirit was, quote unquote, felt more or, was, or stronger at that time, right? I, I just think of it as... I wonder if there was as many distractions at that time compared to now with the way of technology and social media have really changed things, the way the news has changed and just everything else as well. I feel like, and I could be wrong, but maybe they had their own distractions at that time. I don't know, but with the introduction of how advanced technology has been, social media has been, maybe there has been something where maybe at that time was there was more of a focus. Yeah. Maybe now isn't as much, or we really have to fight to focus, and we really have to fight to feel the presence of God, kind of thing. Yeah, I agree because uh, social media is a distraction, right? And I think uh, 
it has been to the detriment of um spirituality in a way hmm. right because uh now it's all about uh facebook instagram tiktok and and twitter right yeah. and uh, now that what matters is how many followers i have how many people are listening to me and it now it comes down to if i say the wrong thing i'm gonna lose followers hmm. you know what i mean and then that becomes that's where it hits us in our morality right because are you gonna stand up for what's true or are you gonna stay quiet because you don't want to lose followers you yeah. don't want to you do you yeah, still you want people, people to pleaser or exactly you don't want to actually test the waters exactly like, right say what people not a many not say what not many would agree with but still kind of stand up for it or just have the courage to just say it yeah put it out there yeah because how many christian uh leaders not just not for the people that are listening for think that we're just picking on the on the musicians right Mm -hmm. but on you know the leaders in general in the christian church right how many of them are actually willing to 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 speak the truth and it goes against the grain Right, because even if you look at Jesus Christ, the way he talked to the Pharisees, he was very, I guess you could say, blunt. Yeah. He called them hypocrites. Yeah, yeah. He didn't waste no time. No time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because he knew a lot of them did know what they were doing, mm. and a lot of them knew what they were doing was wrong, right? Because if, if I'll give you this example, right? Uh, when the one when the they say the prostitute, right? But I don't know if she was actually a prostitute when she was going to get stoned. The law was for the woman to get stoned and the man. So the problem there was that the Pharisees were taking just the woman. So my question is, where was the man? Because technically they were both supposed to be stoned to death. Right? And that's where Jesus, we can see Jesus Christ's love and mercy and grace towards us. And he said, and he said, he is he who is without sin cast the first stone right yeah yeah true he now, called everyone out at that point now very easily he could have stoned her to death yeah right because he was with no sin mm-hmm. but and it says that they all dropped their stones and left yeah. and he went up to her picked her up and he said go your sins have been forgiven sin no more right mm-hmm. but my question always in that scenario was where it was the man because it takes two to sin it doesn't take one to yeah. sin like that sure so yeah because if that woman is going to be put in that kind of category then yeah why why is the man left out exactly right and so we always try to uh piggyback or or um take the easy way out in certain things right my wife showed me a, a video of a famous pastor who's a woman who was preaching and she she was preaching about tattoos. And I know tattoos is a a very um complicated discussion. Yeah. Um I don't know if we're gonna touch on it so much today, but it is something that we should touch on in the future, right? Mm-hmm. But she was saying she was talking about tattoos and she's seventy nine and she's a pastor and she got tattooed. She got two. She's seventy nine. She's a seven, pastor, and she got tattooed. And she got tattooed, like her, around that time, or yeah, recently. No. Like oh, this, wow. this just happened, like maybe a week ago or something. Jeez. Yeah. Okay. And she got a tattoo that said, 
I belong to Jesus. <laughs> the message is good. And then she said, I got this because I want to show the devil who I belong to. And I want to show the devil. She wants to show the devil. Interesting. So my, and she, she was just rambling on. And then she said, when the day comes, the judgment day comes, and I stand in front of God. And I tell him, I preached your word. The passage that came to my mind was where Jesus says, Many will come to me and they will say, I preached in your name. I cast out demons in your name. And he will say to them, Go away. I don't know you. Yeah. And I'm paraphrasing, right? Yeah, for sure. But we need to be careful what we're teaching the people that are listening. Like right now, you and I, we're starting this platform, right? Our voices go a long way. Whoever's listening is listening, and we can influence them for the good or for the bad. Yeah. Right? And the problem the problem is right now that depending on what we say can make an impact on someone, right? And we shouldn't put our own ideologies in front. It should be what God says. Yeah, as much as we can, because um, not only are we hoping to reach out to those that uh, we're not familiar with Christ, but even Christ followers themselves, if they tend to listen in to us, right? Yeah. Right? Who's to say that we won't be called out on what we're saying or what we're talking about as well, right? Yeah. Uh, and not to say again, right, that we know everything, that everything is biblically sound, right? We're, we're having conversation here, right, with the always the intention of, spreading the name of Christ to everywhere. But, yeah, no, absolutely, right? We we still have to be careful with, with how we say things, what we say, in that type of way, in that regard, uh, not to also steer fear away from what is quote-unquote controversial or what is quote-unquote uh, incorrect to say by society standards in these days. But, um, yeah, I, I agree with that as well. Yeah, because there's what society standards and then there's God's standards. Mm-hmm. And we shouldn't go off of what is quote-unquote right in the world. Mm-hmm. We should go with what's right with God. Yeah. Right? And um, that's the problem that we're we're facing nowadays, right? Because we want it to be accepted. We want the world to say amen to what we're saying. But a lot of the times what we're saying is going against what the world is saying, right? A lot of the times it's not going to sound nice. It's not going to be roses. It's not going to be happy faces. Mm -hmm. It's going to come down strong. Yeah. And Jesus, when he saw that um, the people in the temple had created like a little market in the temple, you can see Jesus's rage you know, which was holy, right? Mm-hmm. It was holy rage, but you can see that he got upset and he, he didn't talk to them like with, there was still love and compassion there, right? But he was fed up. But he was, yeah. you know. He had a breaking point, right? Exactly. So the Bible says, I don't know how to translate it in English, pero lento para la ira y grande misericordia. Mm-hmm. He's, 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 uh, how do you translate that? He's not quick to anger, but his his, his mercy, mercy is is, is great, yeah, right? Yeah. So, but the key word in that is he still gets upset. Yeah, he's he's a patient person, but when he sees wrong, knows wrong. It's right? time to come down. Yeah, it's 
it's it's it's like uh, I take that in situations and and even for us as well and on on being on this um, this journey that we're on right yeah there's moments where we can be I'm thinking of the book of Ecclesiastes now like there's there's times where we can be patient mm-hmm. but there's also times where you know tough love has to be in there and we need to make sure that we're stern right yeah um, right you you can try to mentor someone you can try to teach someone coach someone but if if they're still doing the same mistake over and over and over again, that patient, like nice guy approach kind of thing, it's, it's only going to go so far, right? Yeah. At some point, unfortunately, um, and now I'm thinking of Michael Jordan <laughs> during the last dance, right? Yeah. Or, oh, that was a great documentary. Right. And recognize what the teammates said about him, right? Yeah. That he was this, he was that, but they recognize that it was it's, still effective at the end of the day. As exactly. much as he was a jerk, a dick, how much as he crossed the line, like, the objective was to get championships and that's what happened right so yeah. I, I don't know if that's a great example or <laughs> to it's say a sports about, analogy yeah right if, if, if that's a good analogy to use but in, the, in what you're saying with jesus when it comes to that temple and with people trying to make it a business in a holy temple mm. that's where he's like no no i'm gonna make my point right now and i'm gonna make sure that everyone hears me understands because who knows how many people were there right yeah so to get that kind of a courage to be yours because I don't know if the disciples were with them or they're backing mm-hmm. them or they're also vocalizing what he was saying but mm-hmm. one person to really have that courage to amongst many others in a situation where everybody's probably talking everyone's trying, trying to make money trying to sell this and that like and to really just stand up and say how this is incorrect and wrong and for everyone to leave like man yeah that would have been a scene to see <laughs> and you know it was you know it was bad when the king of kings gets upset. That's the thing too, right? Because I don't think, like, how many mo- other moments can you, we really? I think, think that's the in only the moment. Bible, right? <laughs> that's the only moment in the Bible that you see Jesus really get upset. Yeah. And he he had the right to get upset. Yeah. Oh, what they were doing was was unforgivable. I guess mm-hmm. you could say, right? And to turn worship, right? To turn right? the place of worship into yeah. a place of business is, man, what were they thinking? That's what I'm. But you know. It's so easy for us to to judge and criticize when when we're not in that situation, right? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. now now let's, let's it goes back down to the the whole tattoo things, right? Mm-hmm. Right, right. What is the church? The church is our body. Our body is the temple. Our bodies are holy. And then when we do stuff like that, it's like we're saying to God, it, "What you did wasn't good enough." You know that whole transgender movement. Mm-hmm. It, that's man telling God you made a mistake. Yeah. You know what I mean, and that's and man telling man. That's infuriating right, to that me you're, that you're you're that you can change yourself or you can you're not perfect or exactly. you can make yourself perfect. Exactly. Or what you want to be. Yeah. And human as human beings, we've always tried to do that. We always try to tell God what He did or didn't do wrong mm-hmm. or right. You know what I mean? And uh, that's the problem with society now is they're telling you doesn't matter uh where you were born the important thing is what you want to be yeah or what you feel what you feel right <laughs> but what human beings feel a lot of the times is wrong most of the time it's wrong yeah right our so i can really uh cloud the judgment that our brain is trying to make right i, I can understand how feelings can can play a role mm-hmm. but to completely neglect or negate the logical mindset or thinking <laughs> Um, that can be a very dangerous thing, and we're seeing that, right? Yeah. 
and this is a perfect segue to the topic that you wanted to discuss, right? The John Morant situation. Oh, yes. The, those who don't know, John Morant is um, a point guard for the Memphis Grizzlies in the NBA. And right now it's a hot topic within the sports, uh, sports community right now, yeah. where this young man has been embroidered in controversy after controversy after controversy. Yeah. And it's unfortunate, right? Because people look at him as a successful person. Why? Because he has a $200 million plus contract and he's playing in the NBA. Talented he's dude. Talented. Man. He's very talented. Yeah. He can score. He can pass. He can rebound. He dunks like crazy. Oh, man. Them posters, man. <laughs> he's, he's, exci- he's an exciting young man to, yeah. to, to watch, right? He's going to be, yeah. He's going to be soon going to be the face of the NBA, right? Yeah, and a lot of people do believe that, right? Mm-hmm. But the problem now is is this young man is getting himself involved in, I guess you can say, the quote-unquote thug life, <laughs> right? Yeah. And I don't know. What what do you what do you what do you how do you feel about that situation? Man, it it just makes me think like how quickly one decision can really really alter and impact your whole life. Yeah, right. Uh, Like um, I don't really know his backstory, but I can be sure that it probably wasn't an easy one or wasn't all butterflies and happy colors. Right? There was a process for him to get to the point at NBA, and it's not easy whatsoever to get to the NBA. Right. NBA players have said that. We know that um, to the point that that he's going to bring out this image and he represents the NBA. He represents these professional athletes. Mm-hmm. He represents a franchise, the Memphis yeah. Grizzly itself. But with this decision of being caught with I mean, a handgun, right? What kind of messages is he trying to put onto the young ones, uh, the young bloods, the youth, the yeah. kids, right? The fans, like what kind of message he's trying to portray for himself and for the organization too. Cause it's not just himself. Like he is representing a huge, a large amount of people. Yeah. And I think the problem, the pro- I think the problem that's annoying a lot of the people is from, from what I've, I understand from his background and he, he didn't have a very difficult background. Oh really? Yeah. He, apparently he came back, he came from, his parents are still together. They 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 weren't poor, oh. per se. Huh. Like so middle class kind of thing. I would say middle class. Oh. He comes from middle class. Um, he 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 doesn't come from struggle. I guess you could say. Yeah. So the problem is now that he's he's being surrounded by by people that are trying to influence him. I guess you can say. I don't know exactly how old he is. I think he's probably. 21 22 23 at most he's probably in his early 20s yeah sure. he's very young yeah. um and but you know it, it goes back down to uh, i'm gonna use my own testimony in this situation yeah. right because i grew up i grew up in a very christian home my father for those who don't know is a pastor my mom was Grew up in a Christian home as well. She's been a Christian. She was she she was a child, and I grew up in a Christian environment. The problem was that when I was growing up, I wanted to experience what it was like to not be Christian. Yeah, to be in the world. Kind yeah. Of say. So being in being in in I guess you can say my Christian bubble, mm. it made me want to want to come out of it. So I started. 
behaving in a way that was not appropriate of a Christian person and yeah, you know that that Christian phrase that phrase PK pastor's kid oh, right okay so I started acting out I started doing stuff that I shouldn't have been doing mm-hmm. right I started smoking I started drinking I started smoking uh, marijuana I started doing all that stuff I started stealing for some reason I thought it was I don't know what I was thinking honestly yeah, you thought it was cool. Right? I thought it, yeah. It was the gangster thing. To I do. thought I was like, uh, I was walking around with a knife in my pocket. Uh, I was wearing two um, rags, three XL shirts, three XL pants. <laughs> you know, it was <laughs> that time. Yeah, no, for sure, for yeah, sure. man. <laughs> so I thought I was living that quote unquote thug life, mm-hmm. right? But then one day that that came all, it came around to bite me, in the butt, right? And last week, uh, I was preaching at church, and this topic came up as well, right? Because, you know, sometimes as Christians, we want to kind of run away from our past. We want to, um, we don't want to acknowledge it. But I think as Christians, we need to acknowledge where we come from, you know, the circumstances that God takes us out of, right? Because to say, I, I've been a perfect Christian my whole life, I don't think anybody can actually say that or will ever be able to say that. Not even just that, brother, but, like, it's one thing to say in front of many people, like, uh, yeah, I'm not a perfect Christian, but, again, I don't know if if this is something that is the correct thing to do, but it's another thing as well to, like, actually admit, like, specifics, right? Like, right Mm -hmm. now, you're just saying, right, with smoking, with drinking, with marijuana, all that stuff, right? It's, It's one thing to say we're not perfect Christians, which I recognize, too, I'm not, but it's another thing to say, like, to actually specify what those... Um, things were or what those events were. I don't know if that's correct or not, but I think it's, it's something that like I use it as um, like, like I said last week, it's something that uh, I feel ashamed of, Mm -hmm. but it's also something that, that helped me get to where I am and to realize God's love. And then comes, this comes down to the, the whole Jaya Moran situation. I'm hoping and I'm praying that he has someone in his corner that's right. telling him, hey, man, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. You need to get your life together. You need to, like, because us as a, as a society just assume because someone's making money, they're quote-unquote successful. Mm-hmm. That's not what makes you a successful person, right? Having peace of mind, having love, having grace, having... Uh, humility. mercy, humility, that's living a successful life. You know what I mean? Not money, not fame, not having a big house, yeah. cars, nice watches, jewelry, all this stuff. All this materialistic stuff. Exactly. That's mm-hmm. not, that's not what success, well, that's not what success is to me. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe the world has painted that success, having all the money, all the fame, houses, women, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And that's, and I, I'm hoping maybe Jaw can use this as a stepping stone to having a better life. You know what I mean? I, I would hope someone, he has someone in his, in his corner who's a believer, right? Because the way I look at it is John needs Jesus. Mm-hmm. We all need Jesus. Amen. But he needs Jesus 
more so now than any time before because i don't know if you saw his statement he said that he uh, he kind of said he kind of um uh, uh, he kind of what's the word i'm use, trying to look for right now he implied that uh he was going through some mental problems right and you know nowadays everybody loves to use that as, use that as an excuse yeah as their crutch kind of thing yeah like, like depression anxiety whatever the case may be right and, and and that's and those words like i'm not saying that i'm not recognizing those words yeah i can say that yeah that, those things exist but i'm pretty sure anyone before ja before michael jordan before dr j mm-hmm. um even like the times of will chamberlain and bill russell they had some anxiety some stress some depression that probably was really hard on them right but again what you're saying right people tend to use that as like oh mental health okay now we got to back off kind yeah of thing, right so it's that safety pin or that safety clutch right but like you're saying as well like i hope there's someone that's in his corner like whether it be his both his parents hope like just smack him into reality or something like that or hey he probably has a big family i assume that's there's got to be some sort of there's got to be someone in yeah. his family right there's got to be someone there that's like hey man what are you doing yeah just like, just like, sit him down and just be like, "You're not a kid anymore, man." Like, and this is serious because there was this even got to the point where the Denver police were investigating, like him having this this gun, or you know, it's a it, it's a shame, really, because the the answer is very easy, but it's hard to get to the answer if that makes any sense. Yeah, like the answer's there, but we tend to complicate things, right? We want to put all oh, this reason, this reason, this reason, but it is all excuses, right? Yeah, and it's not being true to your to himself. Mm-hmm. Like, and this is not, I don't know Jaw. I don't yeah, know his like, life story. I don't yeah. know. How I don't know if he's trying to prove yeah. to someone that he is a thug or he's a tough guy, but like, but why? <laughs> why? That's the that's the real question. Why, right? And it goes back down to my my testimony again, right? Because uh, I was trying to be something that I wasn't. You know what I mean? I wanted people to respect me, to fear me, and to think, oh, this guy is big, bad, thug kind of thing, right? Do you think, like, there's some, like, insecurities that are involved kind of thing? Maybe. It might be. You know, because depending on who who's, he's surrounding himself with, yeah. they might be like, oh, he didn't live that struggle. Yeah, I wonder, yeah, I wonder if they made fun of him because he never had, like, a life that... I don't know, like, let's say, like, LeBron James had or Charles Barkley where they came from the projects or from yeah. the ghettos kind of thing. That he lived a, quote-unquote, normal, good life kind of thing. Yeah. So maybe they're calling him out and now he's feeling all, like, insecure and, like, no, I am a tough guy. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I don't speculating, know. but... <laughs> yeah, because I, w- I was a fool, too, man. Like, I would tell people that all I was us, from... Bro, all of us, I man. used to tell people I was from Los Angeles. Like, I was from <laughs> the... Like, yeah, man. I don't know what I was thinking, man. Now that I look back, no, way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from LA, bro. Yeah, bro. I used to tell people, I'm Compton. I'm, yeah, I used to tell them I was from Compton, man. I'm like, I was a fool. That's what I'm telling. You. I was a uh, fool, straight up fool, bro. <laughs> but uh, the things we do, man. See, that's what I'm saying. Like you're trying to overcompensate with whatever situations you were in, mm. and you want to prove yourself to other people, and you you start proving them by acting a fool. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, like, I, I look back on that now. I'm 33 now. And I look back on that, and I'm like, man, what was I thinking? <laughs> Why? 
My wife sometimes looks at me. She's like, "You're an idiot." <laughs> And I'm just like, I know. I don't know why. Shout out I was, to your wife. Yeah, <laughs> shout out to her because she, she's the one that criticizes me now. And she's just like, because I tell her my story sometimes. And she's like, what were you thinking? And I'm like, honestly, I don't even know. You know, you have to grow yeah. up sometimes. Yeah. And I think that's what Ja has to do. He has to yeah, grow he, up. He definitely needs to, man. Like, like even Shaq, um, he said it perfectly, man. He's like, you're not a rapper. You're an mm. NBA player. Exactly. Right? Like, uh <laughs> that's that's facts right there man but like just bluntly and straight like that right don't try to create an image of yourself because it's gonna bite you on the uh, the butt right at the yeah. end of the day right it's already happening right now like this man potentially like uh, although he's suspended for like four or five games whatever the case is without pay but like this could, this could be something that can be on his image forever like i think um and again i don't know much about this but gilbert arenas apparently mm. an ex-nba player went through something similar and he lost everything. Right? Yeah, he, he was, he, uh, I think it was like a gambling thing. It was a gambling thing with Gilbert Arenas. And then they pulled guns on each other on the team plane. And then after, he got suspended for a year, I think. Jeez. But after that, he was never the same. Nobody mm-hmm. wanted him. Nobody wanted to, nobody wanted him, him to play for their team. Right? Mm-hmm. And then when it comes down to that, it can affect you financially. Right, mm-hmm. and it can affect you with your endorsements. It can affect you with everything, your business, yeah. right? And sometimes, I guess they don't. These people don't begin to um, think about the repercussions that come with acting a fool. Yeah. Right. With me, the repercussions was I almost went to jail. Mm-hmm. Right. And the craziest thing was I re- I, I remember th- like it was yesterday. I was boasting to my friends. I'm like, I've never spoken to the cops before. I've never gotten in troubles with the cops before. A week later, I was on the verge of being arrested. And it just made me think. I was like, whatever we say, sometimes it comes around. Yeah, got to be careful what you say. And it bites you. It's like God hears everything we say. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay. It's time to test this boy. Right. You know, I'm a father now. And sometimes my children test my 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 limits, you know. They test my my patience, I guess you can say. And then it comes down to how are you going to discipline your children, mm-hmm. right? Well, in our society now, they tell you, well, you can't spank them, you can't do this, you can't do that, right? But it comes down to the Bible. What does the Bible say? It says the father that loves his children will discipline them, right? And that's the only way I a child, a growing child will learn, right? If my son is walking on top of the couch and he's about to fall and I've told him three or four times to get down and he doesn't get down, he's only he, the only way he's going to learn is the hard way. He's going to have to yeah. fall down and hurt himself, cry. But hopefully one day that he can or she can understand that, hey, there's repercussions to what I'm doing, yeah. right? Same with the Christian any life. Consequences with every action that or every decision that we make. Yeah, same with it's good or bad. Same with the Christian life, right? Yeah. You can't be doing whatever you're doing your whole life. There's going to be circumstances. There's going to be repercussions to what we're doing, to what we're preaching, right. right? To what's coming out of our mouth, and it goes back down to the same the the topic that we were discussing earlier, right? What we're putting out in the world, mm-hmm. what we're teaching the younger generation yeah. the older generation yeah what kind of example are we putting ourselves before right 
are we willing to risk everything for something that shouldn't be worth risking mm-hmm. or are we willing to risk risk everything for something that is worth yeah risking right yeah i don't know if you know who jordan peterson is yes so jordan peterson has gotten himself into a lot of trouble with the canadian government mm-hmm. because he he stands against the whole you know um transgender movement uh that woke ide- ideology right yeah and what happened was the canadian government said hey if you don't if you don't apologize for what you said, we're going to take away your doc- doctoral. And he said, take it away. Yeah, I'm not apologizing for anything. So, you know, the Bible teaches us either we stand for something or fall for anything. Yeah. So as Christians, we need to stand firm on what we believe and not be um, distracted or taken away from what we truly believe. Yeah, yeah because... Society has changed a lot since Christ, right? But the message has always been the same. The message hasn't changed. We're the ones who are changing the message, right? Because now they'll tell you, come to church and be filled by His grace, right? But yeah, His grace is great. But He also disciplines us. He also doesn't love the sin. You know what I mean? Because people will always say, Oh, well, Jesus uh, hung around with the sinners. Yeah, he did. But he was also telling them not to sin. Yeah, he was preaching them. He was trying to help them, mentor them, pick them up, lead them in the right direction. Exactly. Why is he going to go spend all that time with others that who are saved? Well, still should, but the focus is to save those who are blind, right? Exactly. Who don't have hope, who need that hope, who need love. Exactly. Who don't have love, right? Who have that struggle. Yeah. Right, that's well, we depend on Christ, right? And glory God, He won the victory for us. Exactly, in the cross, mm-hmm. right? And it's on us now to continue that message and to use the Holy Spirit to our advantage and to be able to preach the truth, right? And the, the key is, this is the key, and we should all pay attention to this. Mm. The world doesn't want to hear the truth does not want to hear the truth and that's including a lot of christianity an example is in the bible how many of the prophets were beloved by everybody how many of the apostles were beloved by everybody right how many of them had aside from jesus how many of these prophets and apostles were followed by many or loved by many yeah it doesn't really mention that it seems like their lives was very if i can say this lonesome Mm -hmm. right yeah, and you know this this goes back down to um, I don't I don't I don't want to be talking about myself so much, right? But mm-hmm. um, my preaching last week, the title was "Pick up your cross and serve God," right? But what does picking up the cross mean for for each and in, in, in every one of us, right? Because when you pick up that cross, you're picking up your sin, you're picking up your your weaknesses, you're picking up everything that's wrong with you. But in spite of that, you're still going to serve Jesus Christ, right? Because in Luke chapter 9, verse 23 to 24, it says Jesus was saying that he who wants to save himself cannot save himself. He needs to pick up his cross and serve Jesus. Mm-hmm. I'm paraphrasing a bit, right? right? But the message is there that we all we cannot save ourselves. The one who saved us is Jesus Christ in yeah. the cross, right? Just alone. We can only get so far. Exactly. So 
What does it mean to pick up our cross and serve him? That means with your anxiety, with your depression, with everything that you with have. Your faults, your failures, exactly. Your you still need temptation. to <laughs> you still need to pick him pick up that cross and serve God, mm-hmm. right? Because he picked up the cross and died for us. He walked who knows how many kilometers to Calvary yeah. to die, but to rise again on the third day, right? Why did he do that? He did that for love. Yeah, and recognize too, right, that, again, right, we can't do it alone. Mm-hmm. But we also know that Jesus in that moment, he couldn't do it alone, right? He only went so far until someone else came in to help him out. Exactly, and if he was like us, who are... In Spanish, it says orgullosos, right? Mm. If we're prideful people, we won't recognize that we need help. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Jesus, being God himself, needed help. He needed help, yeah. And he, that's why yeah, Philippi- we, man. <laughs> yeah, that's why Philippians chapter 2 is so powerful, man. I love that. I love that Bible verse where it says that God did not care to be God. He humbled himself and became man. What does that mean? He humbled himself. With him and with all his glory up in heaven, yeah, all of his power and he his became flesh. Yeah. He wanted to understand. He wanted to recognize. He demoted himself. Mm-hmm. So, and even being here, he showed him being humble, right? He washed the disciples' feet. Right. Who does that? Yeah, That's like, he... And, and, that's, and that's an example itself. That's a standard right there in that time, like... Um, I don't want to say how low, but like how how much of a demonstration that is to others that, you know, I assume that like at that time it was all like Jesus sandals and like, <laughs> that's probably not the right term, but like <laughs> where it's just out in the open, right? So it's all sweaty, full of oh, dirt, man. like who yeah. knows what the cleanliness of those feet were, right? Calluses. Calluses, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> the nasty of the nasty, yeah. hairy feet too. Yeah, bro, like and just to recognize somebody with their own clean hands going down on their knees while mm-hmm. they sit in the chair at that point to wash someone's feet like that has so much symbolism right there huge message yeah. huge message what does it like uh, bro like people love being have called you, have you ever done that <laughs> i haven't i have gotten I, like my i think feet i've washed. only done it once i think only i don't know who i can't remember whose it was but again like this is something that we don't do on the everyday man, exactly right and how many people are actually willing to do it <laughs> Exactly, exactly, man. People don't. Because <laughs> again, that out of itself, like, who am I gonna go to this person, go on my hands and knees and wash their like stinky? Yeah. Be like, that's the point. Imagine washing someone's feet after they were at the gym. Oh, bro! <laughs> like, and, hey, yeah, man. and these people, the disciples, were walking everywhere on the daily bro on the daily man like my steps daily is like what like three thousand steps or something like that or they're they're probably reaching like a hundred i don't even know man and the thing is they're not wearing socks they're not doing that kind of stuff sandals doesn't have like comfort or ankle (laughs) support or any like luxurious type of technology (laughs) yo (laughs) takes a takes a bigger person to do that yeah big person it takes a divine (laughs) person to do that man a divine person to do that Thank to recognize Jesus. that he, just because he's up here doesn't mean he's not a servant or he was a servant because us as christians we like we feel so prideful when someone says there goes that servant of god right mm-hmm. that servant of god what does it mean to be a servant yeah. it means to be a slave pretty much 
much, man. Yeah. To be a slave to God. Mm-hmm. How are you going to show love to God? By doing it to your brother, your sister. Yeah. By doing it to your enemy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? A lot of people think that's crazy when you tell them that Jesus said, love your enemy. If your enemy needs water, give them water. Mm-hmm. A lot of people will say, well, dude, this what are you doing? Yeah, this person, is this person wants to kill you. Yeah. Are you crazy? Are you out of your mind? You're feeding this person? You're a pushover. They'll tell you that. Yeah. That's not what Jesus teaches us. Mm-hmm. Jesus te- teaches us to be bigger, to be better, to humble ourselves. Yeah. Right. And this is the key, right? The moment you say, I'm humble, you're losing all that humility. You're no longer humble. Yeah, you can't right? be self-proclaiming, man. No, no, you cannot. If you others say it, then glory to God. Amen. Right, but... Yeah, and this is the craziest part, man. Because it, it, it everything goes back down to who the Jesus was as a person, right? And who Jesus is still, right? Because the, He showed us how to live our life. He showed us what to do in the worst of circumstances. Because He was being... Co- Nailed to the cross. He was hanging up there. And even in that moment, in one of his last moments, he still said, Father, forgive them, for they not know what they do. Yeah. After all of that, all after that. all that pain, after all, all that, that walking, after all the, the whips, whippings. the lashes, right? The physical pain, the, the crown, pain, the crown, man, the spikes, right? I don't know how much across ways, but I'm pretty sure that he was dehydrated, has mm. not been eating at all and doing that on on fumes running on fumes man right and receiving those uh, right it's emo- it, make, it makes you emotional because we not we we cannot comprehend that no man ain't no one in this world has uh, has suffered or will suffer the Is way he negative? did no way bro the way he did yeah. you know why cuz easily we would have tapped out probably sure. at the at the 20th lash we would have tapped out yeah. we would have said just just kill me you know or, I mean? or or agree to whatever they say. Exactly. Like, denounce, denounce, denounce. something like that, right? Exactly. But, but and the thing is, we don't recognize mm-hmm. that we're soon going into that that, that point, time, at that yeah. time, right? Because right now, you and I, we can sit here in my, in my kitchen right now, having our podcast talking about gr- Jesus Christ. But one day, the day will come where we can't. Yeah. There's, right. They're there's, gonna be monitoring. They're gonna be listening to what we're saying. So the next peop- thing we're gonna hear is. Knock, knock, knock. Knock, knock. Hey. Thank you. What are you doing? Yeah. And then it'll go back down to that. Either you reject Jesus Christ or you die. Yeah. How many of us are willing to die? You know, 50 Cent had that song, Get Rich or Die Trying. Mm -hmm. Right? That's crazy, that mindset. Get rich or die trying. Yeah. Believe in Jesus or die. Yeah, exactly. That's going to happen. Sooner or later. Salvation or die. Exactly. And how many people have already died for for Christ's sake? You know, everybody talks about the Holy Inquisition, right? But nobody talks about how that wasn't Christianity. That was the Catholic Church killing those who were proclaiming the truth, was, which was what Jesus initially taught. Mm-hmm. right? Because Catholicism, all it is is uh, a twisting of biblical teachings right because catholicism will tell you because jesus said to his disciples who do you say i am right right and peter responded and said you are christ lord and then after he said that jesus says on this rock i will form my church right 
Now the Catholic Church will take that and say, see, Peter was the first pope because Jesus was handing him the keys to the church. Mm -hmm. But that's not how it is. He was handing the keys to the what Peter proclaimed who Jesus was, right? Jesus is God, yeah. right? That is the rock in which the church is fund formed in. The blueprint, right? You can't build a house without fund the foundation. That is the foundation of Christianity. That is the foundation of our, of our faith, right? So, if when when Catholicism takes that and twists it and says that Peter was the Pope, it's wrong. It's heresy, right? right? Because first of all, Peter never went to Rome. Second of all, Peter never once said he was a pope. And, and third of all, Catholicism will tell you that there's ranks. Jesus said, everyone's the same. Yeah. We're all servants. Um, even playing ground. Yeah, we're all servants. We're all servants. servants. Yeah. And all, if you look at the history of the apostles, how each and every single one of them died, they all died gruesome deaths. Many of them were crucified. Many of them, some of them were died in exile. Some of them were beheaded. Some of them were killed by sword, right? And it's not confirmed history, right? But it is something that ha is out there, right? And in, in, it, it's a message to to us to know that living nice Christian life is not going to be easy. Mm -hmm. And some of us aren't going to end well. Yeah. And that's not, but the... The That's key. not to yeah, fear away those who are listening, but this mm -hmm. is the reality, right? In any type of um, change in your life, specific when it comes to accepting Christ, right? At the beginning, it might seem like it's something that has a learning period, right? Mm -hmm. But at some point, yes. Um, where are we going to stand in those tough moments? Paul said it clearly. It is not me who lives now, but it is Christ, Christ who lives, who in, lives me. in me. Amen, brother. And that's strong that's powerful man because we want to live our lives the way we want to live our lives but we have to live our lives the way christ has shown us to live our lives mm -hmm. and the thing is paul is the one that the revelation that paul received was not the same as peter but that that didn't make paul greater than peter that didn't make paul greater than john mm -hmm. didn't make paul greater than any other other d disciples and paul realized that right because he said I'm a servant of Christ. When he says that he no longer lives, but it's Christ, he's saying that he's living his life the way Christ wanted him to live his life. Yes. And he ended he, the way he ended wasn't easy either. I think he was stoned to death. For real. Yeah. And he at the end he said, "I have fought the good fight." And I'll. C whatever happened after that, yeah. you know, it says death is winning. You win once you die. Right, right, for right. Christ, it's no longer on this earth, you're now with the presence. Of the God. reward is great up in heaven. Yeah, man, the everlasting, ever. Oh my gosh, um, eternal life. Sorry, eternal life with God Himself, Jesus. That's that's worth more than a million dollars winning the lottery here. That's that's worth. That's worth lives, more than anything that we can comprehend. Yeah. And I know this got like super deep, right? But it's important to understand, right? Like. What's happening in the world? What's happening with the younger generation, with the youth, with young men like John Morant? You know what I mean? The 
that the understanding that they need Jesus, the understanding that I needed Jesus and I still need Jesus and I will always need Jesus, right? Because every day, every minute, every hour, every second. Yeah, I went through my hard struggles. You, you probably went through your hard struggles, sure. right? Because, sure. like, like we were saying in episode one, we, w- you and I did go through a, f- a phase where we didn't see or talk to each other for, for a couple, for quite a, for quite some time. Yeah. Yeah, years. Yeah. Years. So I don't know exactly what you went through. Right. You don't know exactly what I went through, mm-hmm. right? But each thing that we, w- you and I went through has led us to this point where we are now. Yeah. Right? And it's helped us learn between what we should do and what we shouldn't. Yeah. Right? Because now we both are on this path of wanting to seek God's face. And I think that's that's the most important thing and i think we both understand now that there will be trials there will be tribulations there will be hard times there will be crying there will be laughter but not everything is going to be smooth yeah and we also recognize that unfortunately that's the reality and we need that Mm -hmm. right we can't just live a comfortable life we need to have a life that we're also challenged or we're put in situations where where our faith Mm -hmm. is tested yeah Right. Without that, then how are we going to grow? How is our relationship, our personal relationship with God, with Jesus, is going to be stronger, or is it going to grow? Right. Yeah. What are those necessary steps that we need to take to really grow spiritually? Right. How is it going to take us going back to being um, a prayer warrior? How is it going to take us back to being a student of the of the Bible? Right. Mm-hmm. Reading that word on a daily basis. How is it going to allow that to grow? Allow us to grow more to return back to our secret place and to have more of that time in that moment with God, right? How is that going to allow us to grow more where we can um, learn from those trials and tribulations where now we can also apply in our lives but also allow to not only humble ourselves but how we can now, again, be in that example for the younger generation. Yeah, because unfortunately we're not that younger generation anymore. <laughs> exactly, man. We're not, bro. Like, <laughs> you know, it's that's real talk, man. Like, and and that's the thing that I think you and I that we hope and that anyone else around our age or getting to our age mm-hmm. hopes to achieve as well as just that sense of maturity and understanding of what we can reflect in the past, but now we can really have that focus of how can we get closer to that ultimate goal. Yeah, because we both grew up in the we both grew up in church. Yeah, man. That's where we met. <laughs> and uh you know, we saw each other as children, we saw each other as youth, and we saw each other as men now. Mm-hmm. And uh I think there's a difference. There there's a change between the there's a, has to be a change, obviously. There has to right? be, man, yeah. But it's either a positive change or or it's a negative change, yeah, right? It's because one of the two, that's right. A lot of the a lot of the guys that we grew up with I would say 99% of them aren't in church anymore, yeah. which is sad. Yeah. That's a sad sati- statistic. Yeah, Lord of mercy. Yeah, seriously. All of those brothers that, w- man. Yeah, shout out to all you guys. Seriously. Um, yeah, w- we won't mention names, but we know. We know them. Yeah, we know who they are. Man, and I was talking to one of my cousins uh, last weekend. Uh, he, he messaged me on Snapchat and and I asked him, I'm like, hey, man, how are you doing? He's like, I'm congregating. I've been congregating for two years. And I felt like this. I felt so happy. Yeah. 
Because I know this man. I know this man has struggled. He struggled hard, and for someone to to finally come to Jesus is a huge victory. And shout out to my cousin, man. Like maybe I can have him. We can have him on the podcast as a guest, so he can tell his testimony, right? Because you know sometimes we we don't want to look for the hard times, but they come. And, and we don't understand why the hard times are coming, but again, that's that's where our faith is tested, right? The worst part is, you know what the worst part is? Those people that are in church and they start going through the hard times and the person they blame is God. That that makes me so sad when I hear people talk like that, man. Yeah, why, Lord, me? Why are you doing this to me? What have I done? I've been faithful. I've mm. been giving my diezmos i've been praising i've been serving you know mm-hmm. but again I'm at, it's i'm at church two times a week i do this i do that but you know what the key is in that whole sentence i mm. i did that this I. Yo, yo, I yo, yo. did that i do this i said this my dad one year for new years gave us a resolution us as a congregation and it was simple but we all failed <laughs> he said this coming year stop talking about yourself and praise God we all failed because we love talking about ourselves we do and that's not what God wants from us he wants us to always talk about him and when we learn that is when we'll learn to not question when bad things are happening. And that's not to say uh, that you break down. It's a bad thing. It's not. Sometimes you need to be broken down to realize that he's still we're there with you. That you're not going through the hard times for the sake of going through the hard times. There's something we can all learn from the hard times. There's something that'll help us through it. And that understanding that Jesus is greater than all your problems is something that'll keep you going and have that faith. What does faith mean? It means believing in that you cannot see. And that's huge. Mm -hmm. We cannot see God, but we believe in God. We did not see Jesus being crucified, but we believe it. We didn't see each book book of the Bible being written, but we believe it being the truth, mm-hmm. being words inspired by God, right? Despite what um, other religions try to tell you, like Islam will tell you that the Bible has been corrupted, that this and that. Don't believe it. You have to stay true to that foundation. You know, th- the Bible talks about the man who built his house on on those on the on the rock, right? You want to build your house on the rock. You want to build your faith on the rock. You don't want to build it on the sand because when yeah. every little wave comes, it'll destroy it. Or any gust of wind comes, exactly. Blow it away. And the world is a big wave. That's all it is. It's a big wave after a big wave after a big wave. What happens when the world comes and tells you what Jesus is teaching you is wrong? 
Why do you believe a book that's thousands and thousands of years old? Yeah. Right? What What's going to be our response to that? Right? And uh, I think as Christians, we need to affirm ourselves to the truth and not be manipulated by what the world is telling you. Might not be ma- manipulated by these big televangelists that are not speaking the truth, right? That these televangelists that are simply um, motivational speakers. Yeah, just talking about prosperity and whatnot. Yeah, shout out Joel Osteen. <laughs> I, hope you, uh, I hope you come to Christ, man, honestly. I, I really do. Man. I was thinking of him too. Yeah. Like, it's a shame, really. Like, I know we don't want to be name dropping, but man, we got to do something. Because this cannot be quote unquote Christianity. Yeah. All I think about, man, is just like, at what point did Jesus have, like, any um, huge house or. Hmm. Or fancy, I don't know, wagon to take him around, or the best horse too that he can gallop around in, or any of the best materialistic stuff. And then I see again someone like Joel Osteen who has a huge mega church, all these members, right? Has all this money, doesn't have to pay taxes. I, I don't know what he has in his personal life, whether it be houses, cars, and all that. But it just makes me think that you're one person, like that apparently you know the bible well that you have communication with god but you have all this stuff to me it, it just does not add up it does not make sense to me it just seems like you're hiding behind your fame and you just want to tell the people the good news but the good news in the sense of what they want to hear you don't want to lose the congregation you want to lose the life that you have right now mm. you don't want to lose all the materialistic all that wealth instead of you know creating a great foundation where all those congregation, all those members in the congregation could potentially be teachers, yeah. evangelists, may I say prophets or ministers, whatever yeah. the case is, to again spread the word, the gospel to the rest of the world. Instead of maintaining all that wealth, help to push out that wealth where it can reach to other places. Matthew 8, verse 20 says, And Jesus said unto him, The foxes have holes, and the birds of the air have nests. But the Son of Man hath not where to lay his head. Jesus didn't have a bed. Hmm. Which is crazy hmm. to tell you the humility that Jesus had. And now we have these pastors, these televangelists yeah. that have $40 million private airplanes. All these private jets, man. And they have, and like they say that they have these private jets because God told them that they mm. need to carry the message all around the world with this private, like. And again, I I go back to like you have these massive congregations. Why don't you build a foundation of servants mm. of those people that can go to the uh, anyways? That's no, <laughs> no, because no, you're bringing up a good point. You know why? Because the masses always go towards the false message. They never go towards the truth. Why? Because the truth will always hit you yeah, where you're. You're doing wrong. Yeah, they don't right? want to hear that. They, they don't, don't want to be. C- they want to be called out in their contradiction. Exactly. Out of hypocrisy. Exactly. The 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 human being never wants to hear the truth. Yeah. Never wants to hear constructive criticism. Yeah. They always want to hear, "Hey, man, you're doing great." Yeah, and God's gonna do big things this year. Je- Whatever you have is gonna be mo- like I don't know what they're saying, but that guy <laughs> from Texas is always saying, "Jesus th- wants you to live an abundant life." What does abundance mean? Mm. 
You know what I mean? There's blessings and there's provisions. Yeah. You know what I mean? A blessing is to be able to breathe. A blessing is to be able to walk somewhere. A blessing is to be able to speak. Yeah. To have love. To have grace. That's what a blessing is. A provision is to have a big house. A provision is to have a, a Bentley. A provision is to have, you know, jewelry. Have all this money in your bank account. That's what yeah. a provision is. And we need to make the difference between the two. Between being abundant with blessings and being abundant with provisions. Yeah. And if we're we're behind materialistic things, then we're doing we're not doing the God's will. My question is always, did the, did the multitude that followed Jesus, did they follow him because they loved him? Or did they follow him because they wanted to see a miracle happen? Hmm. They wanted to see if the hype is real or if the rumors that were being spread around were true. Exactly. You can look at the example that there was 10 lepers and Jesus healed all 10. From that 10, only one came back to give thanks. That's deep. Only one. What does that tell you? Out of ten, there's only one, right? That's what you just said. So. <laughs> so how many people does Joel Osteen have in his congregation? He has like 15,000 people per service, right? I don't know, but I how it many looks like a big, <laughs> a big number, man. How many of those are actually following Jesus Christ? Or they're following Joel Osteen. Yeah. My dad always says, don't refer to someone's church as so-and-so's church. Mm -hmm. If they're following Jesus Christ, that's Jesus' church. 100%. Don't follow the pastor. Don't follow the, the prophets. Don't follow the evangelists. Don't follow the teachers. Follow Christ. Follow Christ. That's the most important thing. That's the message to the world. Right? Because we're always going behind who is in front. You know what I mean? It's either Trump, Biden, Trudeau, Xi Jinping, whoever the person may be, Fidel Castro. Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Man always wants to go behind another man. And what we don't recognize is that Jesus says that he is the beginning and he is the last. He's the alpha. He's the omega. He should be the first and the last yeah. he should be the number one in our lives because you know what I, right now i don't know if you remember when biden first became president everybody was praising him biden 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 right, biden right. now what are they saying about him <laughs> human beings are fickle man <laughs> one day they love you one day they hate you yeah we, we are quick to turn that's for sure everybody was praising china 10 years ago oh, china is a great place now now what are they saying about yeah. china What's the narrative now? The narrative changes. It always changes, right? Mm -hmm. And if we don't recognize that, if we're being loved for every single thing we're saying, maybe we're not saying the right thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe we're not saying the right thing. Maybe we're not speaking the truth, right? Because the Pharisees didn't accept Jesus. Why? Because the Messiah they were expecting or waiting for didn't come the way they were expecting it. Mm -hmm. He came humbly. When he entered into Jerusalem, what was he, what was he riding? He wasn't riding a horse. He wasn't riding a stallion. Yeah. He was a donkey. He was humble in every way. Yeah. 
and trying to show the world that he's not your typical king and or he prince. <laughs> he di- he came to conquer in a different way. <laughs> yeah. They were expecting to be liberated by the Romans. But Jesus came to liberate them from their sins. Woo. That's mm-hmm. That's powerful. He didn't come to liberate us from man. He came to liberate us from ourselves. Mm. Because in our flesh, we want to be, in the word in Spanish, is pecaminosos. We want to be sinful. But that's not what he wants from us. He wants more. He wants us to to walk away, to turn away from sins. And to, like you said earlier, pick up our cross and follow. That's powerful, man. That's powerful. Because if we're not willing to do that, then what are we doing? We all need to carry our own cross. I can't carry your cross for you. I can't carry my wife's cross for her. We have to carry our own cross. We have to carry our own burdens. We can't expect anyone else to. No. Which is, in one sense, it's sad because it kind of brings out the loneliness in this path. But, again, we recognize we cannot depend on man, but we can depend on Christ. Yeah, and we can help each other. In many ways, right? But at the end of the day, salvation is very individual. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I can pray for you 10, 20, 30 times a day, right? But at the end of the day, if you're not making that decision yourself, yeah. I can only do so much, yeah. right? We can only do so much. And I think that's the biggest thing that uh, we want to do within our podcast, right? Be instruments that God can use to at least bring one person. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Now we're on the big platforms, thank God. And God is making a way to help us, to help you, to help me with our work within the body of Christ. Right? right? To expand our knowledge, to expand our talents. Right? I don't know if you remember... When one of our, our our mutual friend got married, you gave a toast, and I remember, not a toast, it was a speech. Um, a couple of days, we, you and I were were talking, and you you expressed to me how nervous you were for, to to give that speech. Do you remember mm-hmm. this? And then I remember I I told you I'm like, man, just just let the spirit talk. Just yeah, guide you, kind of minister. And I remember when we got there to the reception you're like man i forgot my my <laughs> notes at home <laughs> i'm like bro you got this right 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 and then right. you just started talking you just let it start letting the spirit move because you weren't talking about just whatever everything was the word the word of god right and i remember i was listening to you talk and i'm like man this guy he, he has something there and i hope God reveals it to you one day, yeah. right? Because we all have a work to do. Mm-hmm. My wife was telling me last week um, after I preached, she's like, the way you preach has changed. And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, I don't know how to explain it, but it's changed. And I've changed my method because I want to do it better for God. Mm-hmm. And I want God to use me for his glory, right? 
That's why we named our podcast Nameless Servants, right? Eventually, yeah, we're going to reveal our names, right? But the message, nameless, what does that mean? Because we're giving, we're trying to give the glory to the one person who who's worthy of it, who we should always do it, right? Our praise won't go to our pastors. Our praise won't go to our singers. Our praise won't go to our presidents and prime ministers. Our praise should always go to that name that is above all names, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, mm-hmm. our God, Jesus Christ. Amen. And it says in Philippians chapter in Philippians chapter 2 that all knee will bow down, all tongues will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. All knees will do it. Muhammad, Buddha, Gandhi, Trump, Trudeau, all of those people, Genghis Khan, Alexander the Great, all those people one day will be risen from the dead, but all of them will bow down and all of them will confess that Jesus Christ is God. Whether they like it or not, they will do it. It's going to happen. And it's our faith that believes that. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. In Spanish, sin fe es imposible agradar a Dios. The one person that we should always please is God. Would you agree? In obedience, man, you can definitely get there. Yeah, man. And, you know, sometimes there's obstacles. There will always be obstacles when you have to serve God. You we'll be we'll, you can call <laughs> us captain right now but yeah we're not there's there's no there's no captain here there's there's definitely going to be those My struggles. brother over here forgot his 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 stuff before he, <laughs> he got here <laughs> then when he got here our stuff wasn't working it's like yo man I started pr- I don't know about you but I was praying on on the inside right because I want to do this and because there was obstacles that makes that tells me that the devil didn't want us to do this today He's greater. Greater is he. That is with us. The one that goes in front of us with the shield. Mm, Yeah, man. The devil doesn't want us to do this. But it's on us to keep pushing forward. Mm, Keep fighting. Keep doing it. Hopefully we can do this next weekend next weekend as well. Because I think the goal is not to stay on one episode per per week. You know, I want to do more. I felt like I told you the other day, once I saw that we were able to upload our this to the to the major platforms i felt like the sense of like i want to keep doing this i want to keep pushing i want to keep i don't know how did you feel how did you feel when you saw it when i saw it yeah on the platforms it was (laughs) um it gave me a smile for sure man just to see like no way this is actually happening for one right yeah but definitely it's something that um allows me to reflect and think that okay we got one down Mm. now let's keep this going yeah, keep the momentum going. Keep the momentum going. Keep the consistency going, right? Um, to not just fall off kind of thing. Yeah. So I'm about it. Yeah, man. We need to keep going because uh, I think that's what God wants us to do. It's going to help us with our spiritual growth. It's going to help us with our jobs that we're, we, we're going to do. I know God has called me to be an evangelist. And I'm trying to hone my, my, my gift that God has given me. And... Maybe one day God God will take me somewhere else to preach his word. And all I ask is for him to 
to be the one that guide us you know what i mean because you never know we can go together you never know this podcast could blow up or could not you never know but we'll know at some point right yeah but (laughs) it's on it's on like i said if one person who doesn't know us is listening that's that's a victory for the lord that's a victory victory for the kingdom of god exactly all i say all i ask god for is one soul Mm -hmm. just one if it's more glory to god yeah but i ask for one and you know i enjoy i enjoy having this camaraderie especially with you right because because we've known each other for so long we've known we've had this friendship this brotherhood for so long now um you know, you know my parents. I know your parents. You know, we go way back where, where you used to ask my mom if she can make you some pupusas, <laughs> and my mom always felt bad because she couldn't make them. <laughs> I told my mom like, yeah. "How can you be Salvadoreña? I don't know how to make pupusas." Yo, r- real quick, man. Shout out to my brother and I for, ins- um, how can I say this? For innocently asking this <laughs> from your mom because we just assumed all Salvadorian yeah. moms <laughs> in our innocence as a kids that all Salvadorian moms know how to make pupusas right? yeah. so shout out to my brother and I just going up to him like oh you're going to make pupusas bro yeah. <laughs> I yeah. love that story I man. still I still remember <laughs> I still remember the one time um, I have a brother and you have a brother mm-hmm. and uh, one time um, we went over to your your parents house and it was just me and my brother and we, we went swimming and after we went swimming uh, your parents took us to Pizza Hut I don't know why I always just remember that it's just like it's just a cool, fun day. Just like you know, just hanging out with my, with the homies, right? Uh-huh. And it's just like, you know, I have so m- so many memories. Just like when we were kids, just goofing around in church, dude, man. It's just oh, like 100%. we used to be, yeah. It's it's kind of sad because it's uh, we weren't at church because we were trying to seek God, but we were able to form um, friendships, brotherhoods with people there and in one way or another s- maybe two or three of them are still in church shout out to them shout out to them but i think it is on us to pray for the other ones oh 100% bro to pray for them and hopefully god can can do something and bring them all back you know Absolutely. one way or another all we can do is you know just pray for them ask for the words of the lord to be completed ask for the holy spirit minister yeah to reach out to break those chains right and if we do see them whether around the neighborhood or whatever the case may be say hey listen of course like bring that in that conversation with them have that one-on-one at least yeah have that one-on-one with them and then they can just hey man always believe in me yeah jesus loves you yeah you don't want to be pushy right but um i feel like with them though and maybe maybe um maybe i'm wrong on this but I feel like with some that may we have known for a long time, right? Mm-hmm. We can give that extra push to them. They know. They know, yeah. Right? If it was like a complete new folk that's coming in for sure, there is that I don't want to say barrier, that whole mm-hmm. barrier thing is that barrier. But those who have been in the faith and know about the faith and if their parents are still in the faith or if their grandfather or great grandfather, I think tough love has its advantage there. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I think we should end this. Yeah. You know, I don't know how long we've been going, but <laughs> I, I felt like we, we got on a good groove. Um, and, uh, you know, hopefully this can reach someone. If you're listening, 
when you haven't made your decision, just know that Jesus sees your pain. Jesus sees your sorrow. Jesus hears your prayer. And he's with you. And he wants to help you. It's on you to make that decision. He's never left you. Exactly. Regardless of what you've done, what you are doing, what your past is, your situation, the trouble that you're in, always remember that we serve a God who never left. Mm. His mercy is infinite. Amen. His love is touchless. Mm. And he is there to bring you back to his arms. Yeah. And through, I think through this podcast you're going to hear us laugh you're going to hear us maybe cry you know but I think it takes a it takes a bigger person to understand that you know crying in through the spirit is a huge blessing because it makes us understand Jesus' love for us mm-hmm. we were talking about picking up our cross right he picked up that cross for you he picked up that cross for me he suffered. He was tortured. Tortured. Whipped. He was broken. Hmm. Beaten. And through all that, he was still able to say, forgive them, for they know not what they do. To for ask for forgiveness for those who were killing him. Man, that's divine. Mm-hmm. Divine. Brothers, end it with a prayer.
su nombre Gloria. Cristo God bless you